0: Started the tour out in Denver, Colorado I made the first one But I did not make the second show Cause I met this girl there That brought about quite a big change But I OD'd in Denver And I just can't remember her name I guess you could say that my love life was not up to par. Too many nights alone had
1: left some permanence. Odeed in Denver by Hank Williams Jr. Classic. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by none other than Generous United. Generous United is a membership based buying group headquartered right here in Atlantic, Canada. Their mission is to make sure prescription drugs are more affordable so you can live a healthy life during this pandemic. We're not out of it yet. We all still need some help, whether it's financially, medically, whatever it is. Generous United is here to help you. They will team up with a pharmacist, another person in your community who is looking to make sure that you are living your best life. Generous United will team up with that pharmacist and give you a free online attentive service that will allow you to save money on your prescription drugs. Head on over to generousunited.ca, that's G-E-N-R-U-S united.ca and see if there's anything that they can be doing for you today. Boom! Two podcasts in the week. I love it. During this pandemic, sometimes you think you're never going to get ahead, but when you put your head down, you grind, you book podcast guests, you do mic'd up videos, you try to live stream, even though you can't, you get busy, things just start to happen. I always say this business is a momentum business, and sometimes you got to make that momentum happen for yourself. Uh, congratulations, by the way, to Keith Yandel for being uh the most consecutive NHL player, to have the most consecutive games in a row. I think it was like 953 or something like that. Unbelievable accomplishment to play in that league for any amount of games, but to have the most consecutive games, stay healthy, uh, always be in the lineup, that's incredible. So congrats, uh, Keith. Uh, Today on the High Button Podcast, we have... Dave Sampson, Dave is one of my favorite performers here in uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia, Atlantic Canada, uh when it comes to going to a bar, having a couple of beers, and whenever you know Dave Sampson is playing, it's always a treat uh, to hear him play. Unfortunately, he had a couple shows canceled uh due to this pandemic over the holidays. He had tickets that were sold out. Uh for concerts all around the city and to see those go away it broke my heart for him because i know he's such a great performer and uh performing in front of uh you know us the audience it's it's something that he loves to do so for him not to be able to do it uh it crushed me and i know Also, he's been on the podcast before and we talked about the journey as a musician and how you have to grow as a person in order for your music to grow. And I always remember that conversation relating it back to myself with the podcast. The podcast will grow as long as I'm growing. Um, I took his advice and ran with it last year. And I I always think about that little bit of advice. Um, So I'm excited to have Dave back on the podcast today, see what's new, see what new music he's been producing, uh, maybe talk about some upcoming projects and see what he's been doing uh, just essentially to stay busy during this pandemic where he's not allowed to perform in front of a live audience right now. So uh, I'm excited to talk to Dave. It's going to be a great episode. I'm Justin. We're talking to Dave Sampson. This is the High Button Podcast. Here we go. You know what comes next. Boom. Dave Sampson, thank you very much for joining the show. Once again, second time is a charm having you here.
2: Hey, thanks for having me back.
1: The, re- the reason why I, I thought of you To come have you here I think about we're in the same business Somewhat entertainment yep. um, The ups and downs of the entertainment industry Right now in COVID can be tough Can be good And I remember back in Christmas When you sold out a couple shows yep. And then for those to be cancelled My heart was broken for you God, And uh, you know I, I thought of you And I was like right, we gotta get Dave on here At some point over these uh, these cold winter months So we're happy to have you back in the studio big guy Oh well, good to be
2: back hanging out with y'all It's great Well it was fun playing golf together this summer <laughs> yeah, too I completely forgot that I about that Golf was fun Fun. I forgot about that, too, until I was on the way. I was like, fuck, I've, it hasn't been that long since I've seen these guys. What did you say, the noodles were on sale? too. The noodles, yeah, the noodles were on sale at Winners. <laughs> <laughs> I lost them all. <laughs> that was a fun day. You know? It was a great time. It was good, though. Steve Lund let me check him for ticks after the game, so that was fun, you know? What You're a pumped. What a, what a handsome guy. <laughs> I saw he, you had him on the show uh, yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. He's
1: just... Just Another one of those guys where you don't have to worry about he's just a gabber, he but just comes on here. and he talks, and, um, know. And, and just a great guy, yeah. Just he an is. overall, like he cares about other people that he's around,
2: yeah. He's uh, that was the first time I actually met him, me too. That but uh, but we've had some we have so many mutual friends, and especially uh, when he's playing at the Rock with the Rockets, and just throughout when he's playing hockey, and like you know,
1: you guys are probably the same age group.
2: Um, he's a little bit older than I am, okay. well, probably a year maybe, yeah. maybe, I'm 32. I was 33. Yeah, exactly, yeah. so yeah. My, one of my longtime best buddies, Joey Haddad, who I grew up with next door, like, you know, probably my best buddy, what? played with the Rockets, yeah. I know I'm very well of who Joey Haddad is. Yeah, yeah, so, Joe, is- so Joe, like, so, uh, like, grew up with, so all these guys, all my, I went, I went to, I went to St. of but m- a lot of my friends played in the Q, right? So my other best buddies, Ryan Sparling. What far, Yeah, so we played with the Sea Dogs, didn't and then I mean, he played Frex for a little bit, but you know, we partied yeah. a lot. <laughs> but uh, all those guys, right? So uh, yeah, I was always uh, I always hung out with hockey players. That's like, wicked. Always, yeah. So that's cool. But um, yeah, that's yeah. well, well, yeah,
1: yeah, I, that's that's awesome. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, I was gonna ask, yeah, is is it a good time right now with the ups and downs emotionally? Maybe not, but like to write songs,
2: yeah, is it a good time? Uh, it's, I mean, yeah, I guess so. I mean, there's never really a bad time. There's never a good time. It's just, it's you know, like I was saying before, um, I I do a lot of co-writing. I work with a lot of other writers, and with COVID. It canceled a lot of trips, especially when I was going down to Nashville or traveling to L.A. or going to Toronto and doing a lot of these sessions. But the world got a little smaller with Zoom, so all of a sudden I was able to get into writing sessions and rooms with people I could never get into uh, with in Nashville. Because it was a little easier to get on, hop on Zoom and, you know, it's weird, right? but Do it's you also like that? Yeah, I love it. I hate it. I love it. But also, <laughs> it's really easy to cancel on someone when you have a Zoom session, right? Because it's just... You know, it's really easy to just yeah. kind of fuck off. Yeah, but um, yeah, I liked it for a bit. I mean, I was really hard on her f- the first year of COVID, and and then to be honest, uh, most of the people I was writing with were in Nashville, and Nashville has been business as usual for a year and a half. The COVID f- really. America barely yeah barely existed there so all of a sudden it was hard to get people to write on zoom because they were writing in person you know interesting and um so yeah I went there I was there for three weeks in November in Nashville and that was great and and then I was supposed to be back there right now actually uh cutting a record and writing for I think I was supposed to be there for a month and I had to cancel the trip just because of I was scared of getting COVID because the um, Omicron variant was around. I was scared that I was going to get it there and have to quarantine and isolate in the U S for another two weeks because everybody was getting it. And <laughs> then I got COVID two weeks, three weeks, four weeks ago, actually, right after Christmas, um, randomly, but right after I canceled my trip. So no. yeah, that's so. the tough thing
1: with these quarantines. Like you can't just sit in a room for 14 days with fifty like, no, that's just impossible. In my life, that's impossible. I'm yeah, sorry yeah. If, if people who are listening are like, Justin, how can you like? I just, you can't sit in a room for 14 days. That's death yeah. to me.
2: Unless you like, smoke weed. You,
1: yeah, you, sure.
2: That 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 will pass the time. And weed it does, and it did. Did it for this guy, but, but uh, yeah, but also the quarantine uh, times cut in half when I cat caught COVID. Yeah. So it was seven days. Yeah, so okay. that was fine. You know, that's yeah. not bad. Then wasn't bad. You know? Yeah, I didn't run out of weed, so. <laughs> I, yeah, wish, I yeah. wish I
1: got. I wish I yeah. maybe. Uh, maybe I wouldn't be too afraid of quarantine if I got high a little yeah, bit more no, often. It sucks. No. It, it sucks. sucks. Yeah,
2: you're watching the same show over and over again. How many times can you watch The Office? Oh my god. It,
1: Next, I'm done with net, uh, everything on every video on YouTube I think I've watched. I've been in some dark, dark corners of the internet these past two years. <laughs> yeah. Dark corners. Like, you, you're there for five, six hours just <laughs> looking up a topic. You're, you're, just like,
2: you're like, what is an NFT? <laughs> well, yeah, <I'm laughs> what still- <laughs> is the metaverse? Someone tell me. <laughs> How do I get out? <laughs> you know, I can't buy. I'm trying to buy a home here. Like, can I afford one in the metaverse? I don't I don't know.
1: You just have to NFT your home. Apparently, that's what you have to do. Yeah, you got to hire a designer to take a picture of your home, and then get them to design it online, and then buy it.
2: Maybe I should become a realtor on in the metaverse. Like are those guys making coin? I don't know if I should
1: be laughing or if that's like like maybe you could maybe.
2: I don't know. I have no idea what that is. And I hope I never do, to be honest.
1: I would say up to this point in my life, I'm very tech savvy. I know how to send an email. I know how to Zoom. I know how to, you know, like how, things I help my parents with. Yeah. Like I know how to do everything. But uh, it's at that point, I think, right now where I'm starting to feel like the old guy a little bit.
2: A little bit. Yeah, I'm feeling like that right now, big time. Like, I, I just, like, what is what is crypto? What is an NFT? What is the meta- metaverse? I think I have an idea of what it is a little bit, but I still don't want anything to do with it. I mean, you know?
1: I've like, lost a lot of money in crypto. Have you? Yeah, and um. I was... I came home. I had a couple of drinks the other, uh, probably like a month ago. When I came home, and I bought an NFT, it was like it's like a little bunny looked like it was on Molly. Molly bunny. It was like uh, it was, it was like it was like 150 like US. And I looked at it. I was like, oh, they got apparently if the, the NFT has a high Twitter following, apparently it's good. And it was really just like my budget. I was like, I'm not gonna spend anything over this
2: much for. Yeah. Something I have no idea what it is, but everyone's like, "Oh, you need one." I'm like, "I right, so get it, one." So is that what made you buy it? You were just kind of Googling. the pressure from other so people. So you 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 googled, you know, what m- makes a good. A valuable NFT and then uh, the, a high Twitter following, a community around the NFT is what makes a good NFT. A disc- Discord, right? That's what you call it. A Discord. A Discord. I don't know. Yeah, that's maybe. what they. That's. I mean, why do I know that? Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's like a, you know. It's kind of. It's a following around. Okay. This group and it's same as like a Nelk Boys who the Metacard. Who, the they, the Nelk Boys released a set of NFTs and they and it I think they. Like I feel like they made twenty five million dollars in yeah. a day or something, and they just kind of because their, their Discord, their which is their following, is so massive, and it's it's just a bunch of bros, insane. Like and um, so that's kind of the following around it. But I mean, I mean, I mean, who knows? You can also fake that shit. Like you can f- you can, you know, like. You can I, fake followers, you can fake yeah. people around, you know, you can buy, uh, everything's for sale now. If you, if you want a million followers on Twitter, you Google it. You can get it in two hours. Instagram too, as long Insta- as you have the money. Oh, yeah. Instagram, and it's not, It's you can buy streams for music. That's the one thing that's really, like, you can't, that's really hard to track, I mean, unless you go look in the analytics and it's like, oh, Dave Samson has a lot of listeners in Turkey like you know like it doesn't make sense but it's like that's a big part of it that's a
1: big problem in the yeah. podcast game right now when yeah. it comes to advertisers on podcasts exactly. there's a lot of people who are faking the downloads sharing that information to their advertisers and it's kind of fraud
2: exactly. it, it's it's a it's an actual thing right now it is yeah and it, that's a big thing everywhere right and it's kind of because people want it's the exact same thing as for advertising right. and it's the same in music or it's the same as a business mm. and you know, if you're sh- you show that you have a bigger following or audience than you do, and you're taking money from an advertise uh, an, an advertising company, yeah, it's bullshit, mm. right? It's illegal. Uh, yeah, is it? It's, it's fraud. You can't just fake numbers and then say, "Look, I'm getting a million a month." Yeah, that's true. That's lying. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, that's the same. It's the same in in Spotify. I mean, you can I can go and buy a million listens to a song, and it and but. And that's all fake listens, right? But it's like, obviously, someone is running a business. I don't know how they do it. But uh, I make money off of that, right? Yeah. There's definitely lines within this
1: business. I don't know about the music
2: industry, but my business, there's definitely
1: lines that are being crossed but aren't technically illegal because it's almost the podcast game is still not. The, it is mainstream, I guess, but there's still a part of it that isn't. You know, there, there's still laws
2: that need to be made that aren't uh, yeah, yeah, being laid right. down. I guess. Well, that's 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 fraud against like an advertiser for mm. sure. If like you're gonna buy, if you're gonna go buy, you know, spend money on something like that, it's like yeah, obviously that's bullshit. Yeah. I never cared about that. I I
1: always just cared about growing an organic audience. I never really cared about the number. I do care about the numbers. I do. I shouldn't... Of course.
2: But I care about a natural, organic audience. Well, you want listeners to come back and... Yeah, Yeah. it doesn't make sense. Like, a one bullshitting numbers on whether it's subscribers or whatever, Mm. like, is the the only thing that's going to do for you is going to make it valuable for someone that wants to invest in it. Mm. It's not like... You know, it could also me stump me looking through... A list of podcasts you know that might make me want to click on yours because i see that it has numbers and followers so there might be when i see that that's people are engaging in that that might make me want to click it i guess but it's still bullshit yeah like, you're still not going to get the real rewards out of it which is like because you know that it's bullshit yeah. so you're not going to feel like you're famous because you're the one that you know yeah uh, fucked around yeah but, yeah it's 100 percent
1: true yeah um what does it feel right now when you have to cancel a show? How does that feel? I already know the answer, but i need to i already need to get i need <laughs> it to sucks. get the
2: yeah it sucks and it's I've been doing it for two and a half two years now, so it's right when things start to feel uh good and safe uh yeah fuck i mean it sucks it's uh it's you know it's like a, getting kicked in the nuts. Yeah. over and over and over again, yeah yeah I could I don't have to borrow a cup yeah, you got here. the dream cup yeah, in front. That's yeah. right. but um it's um yeah, it sucks, I mean, it's hard to as a musician or any business, especially what i do is which is like in the event space, it's if I'm not booking for three months, four months, five, six months down the road, I'm not playing in six months so it's hard and now it's really hard to look that far ahead because we don't know what's going to happen and when Mm -hmm. you invest all your time and your energy and your money and everything else that goes into it to this uncertainty it makes it really difficult and after I've done that you know a handful of times and watched it work out and watched it not work out uh, it you know you kind of have to sit back and unfortunately watch how things play out especially I mean in our province I mean, it sucks right now. We're locked down and watching, you know, half of my industry is based, most of my industry is based in the US or in Nashville. And to watch it be business as usual there f- almost this whole time. And um, and we're locked down. That's extremely frustrating. It's frustrating. And I get it. I'm not like, you know, I'm not, I'm not a, spewing any hate or negativity. I know it's all for the good, but I do think there's some big issues, you know. Big issues. Yeah, especially with for business, small businesses, you know. I mean, it's even even for the funding, the government funding that was, you know, allotted to you know, to small business, businesses small business yeah. stuff. It's still not black and white. No. Like uh, you know, some of those some of those it's like, you know, show me it's goes against you, like your payroll that was two, yeah, November's need, yeah. ago, and it's like I'm my only guy. Yeah, and then it's um you don't have a you don't have a pay stub for yourself. You just pay yourself. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you do have like obviously like true. It's just not as they don't yeah. think about that. Yeah, and it's like it's really weird. And um, anyways, you know what do you do? Well, yeah, there's there.
1: The, at least with our business, it's momentum based. And I feel it's the very same with you. It's exactly. vi- it, like uh, yeah. I was talking to Jeff about this the other day. When, you know, the past 200 years, when has there been a pandemic when, you know, your music career is going like this, 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 other yeah. people's businesses are mm-hmm. going like this, 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 and then this thing called COVID hits. And then it's just like, ooh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. And when was the last time this ever happened for in a lifetime? It's, it's unbelievable to think about how right now this is happening when so many other things could be happening in terms of success when it comes to business when it comes to life yeah you got to get on with life and with this going on and you see it like you know i'll we'll watch american football saturdays yeah nfl sundays isn't it crazy Eighty thousand people and i'm <laughs> going why can't there be 20 people in the bmo arena in bedford right now playing a game of hot like what's going on and right everything
2: now? everything is fine i mean people are getting sick obviously but i mean i don't know i mean i don't want to Last oh, thing I, I want to do is get care. into a rant about COVID on on, on a podcast because I don't want to come off and seem like that guy. That's you know, it's just it's frustrating. So what do we do? We don't know. No one knows what to do, right? And it's kind of out of our hands, unfortunately. right Very now. unfortunate. And uh, but yeah, it sucks. I mean, it definitely sucked. I mean, I was had the most momentum of my career leading up to the pod, leading up to. <sighs> The pandemic, I mean, it was, I put my record out, I was just signed a nice publishing deal, uh, was in Nashville every couple of months, I was selling out lots of shows, and starting to um, break out into Canada-wide, you know, and starting to tour more and get into new markets and just to watch that shit just Mm. get taken away from you. And then, and I was, like, lucky enough to hold on to some momentum because of what I was building was uh, was people that gen- – or fans that I've been building forever, right? So same as what we were just talking about with, with a podcast is, like, you know, your your followers are – you know, your real followers are going to always listen and they're not – you know, you want to have that natural following because they're always going to have your back and they're a part of your Discord, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's weird. It sucks. And then trying to, like – figure out, you know, do I release a bunch of music or do, do I just sit back? Yeah. And then and write and, and grow and then you watch and you're watching people just throw tons of shit out and then people are and then people are just like brain fog, they're tired. They don't want to they don't want to listen to anything. Like people listen to music when they're doing shit. I mean, I do. Like I mean, you know, it's when I listen to the most music is when I'm like traveling, when I'm on in my car, when I'm like, you know, it's it's i mean i listen to more podcasts and music for sure mm. but i like talk radio like i like that mm. um so i don't know it's it's hard to it's hard to pinpoint you know what what to fucking do really mm. i mean that's like i wish i put out a song last year and it was great it was cool but you know i don't know it's weird to not go and get to play it at shows and not yeah. to get to you know, move around, and that's where I get all my energy. That's where I, I, I'm like a, I'm a, I'm an energy vampire. Like that's where I get all my juice and all my energy is from being around other people, right? And playing shows, and it's like, you know, I'm, you and a lot of other people. That you know, just everybody. Like being, just yeah, going to
1: the grocery store is fun for me now. Exactly. You know, just being out, just around yeah. people. You know, I just love being around people and talking to people and feeding off other people's energy. But that leads into my next question. Sure. Um, Live performing, uh, do, you, do you need to be doing it all the time to, I don't want to say get better at it, but just the like, I, I heard for some performers, if you're not in front of an audience at least once a week, you can start to gain, like, insecurities, but
2: being yes. in front of people, is, is it important for you to be able to live perform? That's a great uh, point. Um, yeah, you do, because it's like working a muscle, yeah. and it's like, and it's, it's not necessarily that you're getting all your confidence from doing that, but the it's like anything it's like being on the ice it's like it's like playing a sport it's like doing anything if you're not doing it all the time and practicing that muscle you're gonna you're not gonna feel as confident and the farther you know the longer you go on that's gonna be how it goes I mean it doesn't necessarily say you're not gonna perform but it's I don't know it's different for everybody but yeah I mean that's what you look forward to you know what I mean like it's I don't know I mean, the people
1: look forward. Whenever you see Dave Sampson walk into an establishment and you got a beer in your hand and he has a guitar in his hand, you know you're in for a good night. It's a, it's a oh, great yeah. feeling. And to, to see it like yeah. this, not being able to do it, 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 it sucks for sure. Yeah, it's too it, bad. It's brutal. Yeah,
2: but it was good. I mean, I got, I got away with a nice Halifax show in November, and that was right before shit hit the fan. Oh, yeah. So it was nice. I mean, I think we sold around... S- 650 tickets or something to the marquee, which is great. Okay. So, and, um, and that was it, you know, everyone had a lot of fun cause everyone felt like that was their first night out in Halifax. People have, haven't been around that many people. So I waited for all, you know, it was all, it was, uh, there was no limit on numbers at that point. November. Was, uh, yeah. November. It was like, I think we had like four months of like, yeah, do whatever you want. Like there's no cap on, on, um, that makes sense. November. Um, yeah, and it was November 6th and then by the end of November if shit hit the fan. So, ah. Yeah. Ah, so.
1: What's the topic of conversation right now between uh Nova Scotia artists? Are you in that realm? Are you talking to yeah. uh, what's the topic of conversation?
2: It's I mean, I kind of to be honest, I mean, I I don't really know. I mean, I think we're going to lose a lot of good artists like not lose them to the craft. Like, I think people are getting real jobs, not real jobs, but, uh, they're, they're, you know, finding new paths because it's, it doesn't really make sense. And kind of what I do is different than a lot of artists around here and how I make money Mm -hmm. is, you know, I don't go play pubs and I don't play any of that shit. I play kind of theaters and I play bigger shows with a higher ticket price and I play them very, uh, once or twice a year in each market. That's it. So, I mean, it really sucked for the guys that are playing at Dirty Nelly's every Friday, Saturday night, who lost that opportunity. Those guys, um, you know, uh, everything was taken away from them. Right? It's fortunate um, that you have that crowd, and yeah, I'm lucky enough that I have a good crowd around here. That where those shows make a lot of money. That's that let me, you know, I'm, you know, I'm still my last paycheck. For from a show is that November and that was my last pet che paycheck I'm living off of that still and it's like I'm lucky that those are nice big paychecks that I can do that and I'm fine but if I didn't have that and I like I don't know what to, you know I'll be going to welding school <laughs> like, yeah, the, the, yeah you know I don't really know like it's weird. It sucks for a lot of people. It sucks for me. It sucks for you guys and what you guys do, live streaming, hockey games, and just in general, anything anything in this realm of the entertainment industry, hmm. we're the first to go and the last to come back.
1: Oh, 100%. Uh, sporting industry is the last thing to to, to come back for sure look at the olympics those guys aren't even going the nhl guys at least actually congratulations they actually just announced the canadian men's olympic roster today it's a lot of like uh like european guys that are canadian a couple ahl guys so congratulations to everyone that uh, made that roster that's awesome that's good um but, well, yeah, one thing we, we're, we're trying to deal with is the, you know, we talk about momentum and things like that and how to, like, keep a company going, keep it on the upswing. It's yeah. very tough right now. Um, where today, we're actually going to go. like we, we, So, we're trying to do different things. So, today, there's a practice out in East Hans, a bunch of kids, minor league hockey school. I think mm-hmm. they're, like, what, 13? 13, 14 years old or younger. Yeah. And we're going to go surprise them. Mic a kid up. Kids love being mic'd oh, cool. up. It's, really, be it's, really cool. it's a really big popular aspect yeah. of our business. So we're going to go do a behind the scenes video, get some reactions, get these kids excited, yeah. and then do the actual mic'd up video. So it's a lot of the people that are able to navigate their way through this and make a pivot. Like we really don't do like the surprise video video stuff but we're going to do it anyways because it's different and you have to you you have to act you have to go
2: that's really cute like micing up a little kid like on on ice people love it parents love it i would love it too like that's really funny to listen to yeah so when we talk about pivots in our business
1: and how we have to react, we have to read, react, go a pivot, we have to do different things. What well, what do you think that how that relates to you?
2: Yeah, uh, well, I think that's exactly kind of what I did was pivoted to more writing for other people and writing on Zoom. So what what happened? That was kind of what I had to do instead of just not do it or like. So I ended up kind of my world got a little my connections I gained more connections from COVID with writing on zoom because I was just writing three or four days a week more than I ever was really, especially when I was home that would usually only happen when I would go away to Nashville or something. And, um, but my, it turned into like, I was writing for a lot for TV and film. So I was doing like sync, sync camps. So basically they're like sync is like getting your songs licensed, synced into a TV show. So, uh, you know, I did maybe four or five of them, um, and so for three or four days, um, it's with maybe thirty other writers from LA and Nashville and here, and we'll have pitch sheets. So it's like choose your own adventure on what you want to write. The people, so the companies that put these camps on, they're they're going out and inviting people all into this group, and they make hay if some if you get like a if you get a a sink on Grey's Anatomy. And they get it, right? and Because they brought all these people together, and they're just getting little pieces of it, right? They're kind of like an agent, kind of like. I got you. So it's the same as, like, those TikTok houses in L.A. Like, you know, all these hype yeah, houses. Somebody you. owns that house. Yeah. Like, somebody is bringing all those people in, and they're making money off of, they all pay a percentage. And it's the same as these camps a little bit. So basically, they'll... Uh, You'll get a pitch sheet at the start of the week, and it'll be, like, Grey's Anatomy has a new season coming out next year. They're looking for dark, ominous tones. Sometimes it might be a scene, and, like, the uh, guy dying on a hospital bed or something, and it's like, what does that sound like? And then it'll be, like, Netflix has 16 new teen shows coming out in the next three years, and... And half of them are Canadian and half of them aren't. And most and here's what they're looking for and half and they need Canadian content, CanCon. They're you have they have to have twenty five percent. And they're like we're looking for things that sound like Ed Sheeran, but we can't afford Ed Sheeran. Okay. So and they'll give you reference tracks, right? And it's cool. So, um, um. Another another session. This is the craziest story. So I ended up with this guy, uh, Alexander. His name is. I'm not going to say his last name, but he's a. He was like a big kind of a pop artist guy in L.A. You know, years ago. and Now he's a writer. And he lives in Calabasas, and um, I ended up in a session with him and another guy from New York. The guy in New York was the producer, so he was making a track for this song they were supposed to write, and he was like, "All right, guys." Um, Um, we can write for a one of these pitch sheets, but I'm also I have a this weird pitch development deal with HBO for a documentary that it's about my life, and I'm writing, and and he's like my story, and he's like there was just I was like okay, buddy, who the fuck are you, like you know, like it's like, um, and um, and basically he's like I got to tell you the story, and it's like basically this HBO is like you know thinking about making a documentary on this guy's story because what happened was him and his wife had a kid and then they wanted to have another kid and they live in Calabasas which obviously is a rich area in Los Angeles and um, they couldn't have a kid so they went to a fertility doctor fertility doctor and everything was good everything was you know they she got pregnant it was good and this is a fertility doctor in America and there, it's like, you know, it's probably a quarter million dollars, right? 200, like, definitely, right? So everything worked out. They have this kid. She's pregnant. And, and all of a sudden, she had, um, had the baby. And then, you know, every baby looks the same when they're yeah. a baby. Like, what we called, <laughs> I'm assuming, I don't know. I'm not, not a big baby guy. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, after, like, a couple of months, uh, basically, they start noticing this baby doesn't really look like them, all this stuff, and they realize, like, this baby is Japanese, and these are two, like, a white, Caucasian, <laughs> Caucasian people, right? And they're like, what the... F-? You know, holy shit, like, what the fuck, right? So then they go back to the doctor, and they wonder, like, what the hell is up? The, the sperm sample at the start got switched by accident, and they ended up having this uh, someone else's baby isn't that crazy hey isn't that oh nuts God. Yeah, Oh my i know so this guy so i'm on zoom it's 10 o'clock in the morning writing this song and this guy is unloading telling me this story he's like it holding t- the kid t- in took his an head. hour for him to tell me this right and they're like and so we're like we don't know what to do right and we're like and then we're like where is our baby Where's our, oh. you know, because the way that works, I'm assuming, is like there's DNA oh. samples. So, anyways, they do all this investigation, I guess, <laughs> investigating. <laughs> and um, randomly, this is crazy because people from all over the world go to this fertility, fertility doctor. And uh, 25 miles down the road, um, they find the person that had their sperm and their baby. Like, and it was like a Japanese oh guy and another obviously like money as well in the same kind of community and they both found out and they didn't know what to do. So, so they're like suing this doctor. Like you can Google this oh story man. now, right? So How many years?
1: F- when did you have this conversation? Last year. So, so are they
2: are going to make it, this documentary? I'm not sure what the deal is of it anymore. So it's like, I'm assuming so I've, I've been, I read pieces of it online. Like it's been coming. It's been becoming covered in the news cycle. Wow. But, uh, so anyway, so then they're like, so here's the question is like, this baby's a year old, right? Not even a year old. It doesn't, it's not, the attachment isn't quite there. They don't know, you know, you're not your cognitive level. Everything's not fully developed. So they're like, do we switch?
1: Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Are they going to? Because technically like that's the seed of the man. Yeah, but it's but, just born in another woman, like it was in another yeah. woman's stomach.
2: Yeah, that's what isn't. It's, so it sounds pretty easy yeah. when you say it like that, but not like as like you you carry this this child and you love it and you're attached to it and and then you and then you still and you have it and you just still obviously love this thing, like and especially when you didn't know and then you find out. 9 months later after this attachment yeah it's tough and it's more mor- your your morals coming your morals coming to play right and then it's like is that selfish or is it not and it's like so anyways after a year and all this stuff and they meet this family they switched wow and but now but now They're raising these kids together So now these families Not together but they're like best friends Yeah, They're great friends So now it's like birthday parties It's like these kids are now Because of just the This story brings Brought these two couples together Wow Right? That's very cool It's It's like It's it's crazy It's a little messed up Oh it's it's super (laughs) messed up (laughs) And they're gonna get a big payout I'm sure From the doctor doctor. Who uh, made that mistake But um Came in a little hungover Yeah But um yeah, isn't that crazy? That's a crazy, yeah. crazy story. It's one story. of the craziest stories. So basically, we were writing, as the song was going, he's like, I'm documenting, you know, from the start to finish of this. And and basically, the music is reflecting, like, the times of how I'm feeling. It's like, I'm looking for a song of when this baby was, was <laughs> born. And it's like, and I want, like, you know, like, oh, all this good. It's So it's really weird. That's the weirdest it's song ever. We- we- I know, I know, I know. But it's like, you can write it like, you know. It's this pot like a like a Coldplay song of like, you know, let the light come in and like everything brightens. I don't even know. It was weird <laughs> for sure. But it was interesting to kind of to uh to write for that because it was so specific, right? Wow. And it's like in setting a scene. So when you're writing music for not just a song, but you're writing for like you know, it's like, it's like when Forrest Gump breaks out of his, <laughs> when Forrest Gump broke out of his leg yeah. uh, cast, you know, it's like, yeah. what song would play there? Yeah. Like, it's kind of like setting, visualizing, it's like it's, you know, Eye of the Tiger, <laughs> you know, like when you write, you're writing it in real time. So anyways, it's cool, but that story is weird. And I never talked to that guy ever again after that song, unfortunately. So I don't know if that song made the cut. I'll find out if, uh, if the, um. Documentary gets made.
1: I'd be suing everyone the secretary, the yeah, doctor, for anyone sure. that has anyone that stepped foot in yeah. that establishment where they switched the sperm. Everyone, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, how that happen? get a paid, You get a payday eventually, somehow. Someone's gonna be like, All right, just pay the guy, yeah, eventually, for sure. I'm just gonna crack a beer if you want one. Go no, for no, it. I'm good, but thank um, you. Want one, Jeff? What the, is it? Noon yet? Oh, yeah. Okay, we're good. Yeah, it's noon. Uh, we're
2: good. The moose green in a can.
1: Well, these are from uh, Lund. That was, the, that was the request. Or I actually pitched it. I was like, if you come over, I'll fill the fridge with whatever you want. And he goes, all right, I'm loyal. Moosehead Light. Moosehead Lager. I <laughs> said, all right, I'll get it for you. Right.
2: That's funny. You don't see a lot of people drinking Moosehead anymore. I never get it, it was, but it's, it's a good I beer. Mean, it's a big um, um, New Brunswick beer. People love Alpine and Moosehead. Yeah. Well,
1: his dad's from New Brunswick, and that's how he kind of got attached to it. He's like, yeah, my dad's from there, so we drank yeah, it growing up. that makes and he's sense. Just like, all right. But, yeah, it's a good beer. I don't, 5%.
2: Yeah, I remember. Uh, remember Cold Filter. Remember Moosehead had like, it was you know wow. an off-brand. It's kind of like the uh, the cold shot version of like you know just another I, shitty beer.
1: I, I remember cold shots and <laughs> wow, what a beer when you're fifteen, sixteen. <laughs> what a yeah. beer!
2: Eight cold shots, drinking them in the woods, just getting black out drunk. The key was when you're in high school.
1: It's Friday. You go to school with I don't know how much they were. They were like a weird price. They were were like
2: they feel like they were like ten dollars. They were really cheap. So you'd go to the guy in high school who had the
1: best beard, who that would go get the run for everyone. You'd give him, you know, whatever it was, ten dollars. Give him twelve as a tip. And you just pray to God that he gets these cold shots yeah. <laughs> and then you meet him at a random field, he gives them to you. <laughs> oh cold God. shots were dangerous yeah, they were.
2: Those. yeah, we'd have like you'd have we'd have cold chop parties in university where you know, go and make a, a pyramid in the in the middle of the room p- and the bo- and the boys you just have to drink them all. You know, they're e- disgusting.
1: Easy to hide too. Skinny, tall. Yeah, yeah. Easy to hide. Yeah. You can get around with them.
2: They're like the size of a Red Bull that's how big yeah. the cans were which is crazy and they're packing like they're like 8%. They'll make you throw rocks at your own house. <laughs> like <laughs> tell your mom to go fuck oh, herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've probably been do- both been oh, done yeah, before while yeah. I've been on them.
1: But uh crazy 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 drinks. The the first time I ever you know had a this junior high was uh Fax. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember, like, I don't want to drink too much, and someone tricked me. I forget who it was. I'm like, I'll oh, just drink one, one beer, <laughs> one fax, and you're like, you're, 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 okay, it's like yeah. a mini, it's like a mini cake. It's not even. It's bigger than a tall can. But I remember that was my first experience. I was like, I, I, I want to get drunk, but I don't want to have like too many beer. Like, just well, have a fax, was, just okay.
2: They're like the, they're <laughs> like the size of like those Arizona iced tea yeah, cans. They they're like a, they're a leader. <laughs> like and they're <laughs> 12 percent tastes like ass <laughs> yeah they're oh disgusting. jesus yeah those are gross those were the days hiding
1: it getting it out of the house bringing a backpack everywhere you went with it oh yeah was... how many backpacks i went through when i was younger just to transport liquor
2: yeah i used to like break into my parents liquor cabinet and uh you know i was so stupid like we would think like oh just every tent every weekend i'm like watering down this 40 of gin until it is pure water and gross and they yeah. let someone over and they pour them a triple or a double and uh it's <laughs> the grossest drink it's disgusting right it's <laughs> like and i remember my old man take me into the bar at my house and he's like dave what what the fuck is this? You know, and I remember he took this and he took a swig of the bottle and he didn't want to do that. He's like, he's not that guy. Just to prove a point, to be like, that is what this is pure water. He's like, I don't give a fuck what you do. Don't, don't water my liquor. Yeah, just down. tell me, you know, just tell me, yeah. you know, or yeah. don't, just don't get like go steal from somebody else. The,
1: the big thing in my house and a couple of other buddies too was the. It was like, the parents didn't care. It was just drink beer. Don't drink the vodka. Don't drink rum. Don't yeah. drink. Like, that was the big thing in my house. Like, they didn't really care. It's just, just stick to beer. Yeah. That was always like a rule. Yeah. 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 It was just like, if you're going to drink, just like, yeah, just drink beer. There. Yeah. That was the rule with like my brother, too. When I was older, got him runs. Like, I'll get you liquor, but I'm only getting you beer. I'm not getting you yeah. vodka. I'm not getting you.
2: Nothing bad ever happened drinking beer, right? <laughs> well, that could be
1: a, another whole conversation. <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I've been I've been getting into country music lately. Yeah,
2: is that good or bad? Who are you listening to? Oh, fuck. Ah. Morgan Wallen. I'm terrible with uh... Chris Stapleton.
1: No, um, I just had it here. Luke Combs. No, this this guy's old. I OD'd in Denver, and I don't remember her name. <laughs> Who's that?
2: Her, her name. Hank Williams Jr. Oh my God! I've been listening to a lot of uh... Hank Williams Jr. Yeah, he's like a he's like uh like old Hank Williams jr like yeah yeah obviously. like oh my god that's back in like country. the 80s like oh, 70s like that's, that's that's 70s 60s stuff
1: that's when I talk about like going into going back into like the dark webs of the internet oh this is dark but right oh my god <laughs> I made the first one but
0: I did not make the second show.
2: This is old country music,
0: is it?
1: Oh, all this oh, dirt. I just like the simplicity yeah. of
2: it. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, country music doesn't sound like that anymore.
1: Uh, well, that's what I, when I was listening to it, I was like, "Is this country music or not?" Because it's oh, like
2: pure country music. That's like original what country music is based off of. Country music's scope is huge now. But that Okay, so that's what I mean, though, because yeah. when
1: I listen to country music now, I almost hear hints of
2: it's rap. It's, it's pop music. It's it's country music has 808s and fake drums, and they're bangers. They're pop music mm. with steel guitars, with a twang. Like, there's no... You can take a Dua Lipa song and put a country artist on it, and it's just the sound of his voice. It sounds as... The production is now the exact same. You know, there's guitars, and there's, like, you know, there's a little bit of different, more organic instruments in country music, but... It's pop music, but there's like, there's so many different versions of country music now. Some of it sounds like rap, some of it sounds like pop music, and then there's like Americana, which is like, which is like more of the organic, which was kind of like folk. Um, there's like guys like Chris Stapleton and Sturgill Simpson and, um, Jason Isabel, these are guys that you don't know But I know them But uh... (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, I don't know them personally But uh, they're like That's the country music I love And that's like really great storytelling and songwriting And it's like folk Americana music But then there's like The pop, cookie cutter Cheesy, you know Country music, which is sometimes fine too It's like, you know, it's huge There's not just, you can't just narrow it down To like everything's country music Because what you just played that's actually country and Western music, you know? But
1: do you understand my confusion a little I, bit? Because well, I don't listen obviously, to it. Okay.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I mean, who knows? Everything's like, it's wide open now, mm. you know? You can't uh, pigeonhole anything at this point. Cause... The
1: older I get, the music I like is more
2: subtle. Yeah, you're not I listening don't... to Eminem anymore.
1: No. no. <laughs> can't wait for him at the Super Bowl, but no. You he's he playing the Super Bowl. Yeah, him, Dr. J, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blodge, and uh, Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> It's in LA. <laughs> yeah, of course. It so, is. But uh but yeah, I mean music sets like a tone of my day. Like there's always a song going. As soon as I wake up I'm listening to classic jazz with my coffee. They're, like no lyrics, just a classic yep. classic like uh coffee shop jazz. I'll chuck on some country like when I'm editing or something like that. Like yeah. like a little Hank Williams Junior. And then, you know, like, later in the day, like, if I'm working out, some hip-hop, yeah, for yeah, sure.
2: Yeah. I listen to a lot of hip-hop. Like, I like that. Yeah. Mostly. I don't really listen to country music. I write it, but I don't really listen to it too often. I listen to pop music, hip-hop, um, a little, like, folk music, like, um, but hip-hop, definitely. Yeah. 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 I love this
1: But I also there's just well, well, let me ask you this. What are some of the things that you've picked up knowledge-wise? And maybe not even music, but just over sure. these past 2 years because you've had time on your hands I have. Yeah. What are some things like you've just you, you've picked up?
2: <sighs> I mean, not much. <laughs> 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 Holy shit. Um yeah, I mean I unfortunately like, I haven't learned much in the last two years. Like no? it's been like stagnant. I mean I wish I had an awesome I mean I picked up golf way yeah. more. Same. Like yeah, like way more. And um looking at your clubs right now actually. Got and uh you got a new hybrid? Titleist. Is he? have you hit it yet? No, I
1: haven't.
2: What's this? little Christmas oh, yeah. gift to myself. Oh yeah, these are nice. Um you gotta go to a, go to a simulator and fucking yeah, smack that thing. Yeah, been a couple thing. times, but not with this thing. Yeah, we were at we went to Brunello the other day.
1: Uh,
2: my buddy is the new GM there, and
1: uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Mike. I had a yeah, meeting Mike. with him the other day. Yeah, yeah good he's good guy. A
2: beauty. So he's from where I'm from. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So he actually texted me this morning about going out there and shooting some balls. Yeah, because uh, he was tonight.
1: Because They're doing like a little live performance thing in the clubhouse, and he brought up your name. And yeah, like, he's yeah. a huge beauty. Yeah, yeah great and, guy. And
2: uh, yeah, he is, and he's really turning that place around too. It's awesome to see.
1: He, when we were talking, he seemed busy. He's just like, I got a lot going on because they do more than golf in the winter, they do other things. Oh, as yeah, well. there
2: when we were there last two couple Saturdays ago, um, the parking lot was. F- more full than i've seen it on a saturday uh during golf season because it was a beautiful day so everyone is snowshoeing snow skiing taking their dogs for walks across the whole cuz you awesome. know you can you can you can um snowshoe or snowshoe uh through the whole course and it's like already there's nice pass. Awesome. it's made it's cool and um also i mean they're like they're, you know he,
1: was, know he was you saying a lot of their tee times are already booked for yep. the whole like
2: yeah or good well, that's a sport that I mean, it was always around. I go every. You know, I learned how to golf when I was young, and then I really never had a lot of time during the summers because I was always touring or playing music. That was when I made hay, and the only golf I would play would be like charity tournaments and like musicians and hockey players and business guys, and yeah. they'll get together for a weekend and drink and play some golf. Like, but uh, I played so much this year. I love it. It's a great excuse to get out. and... And, you know, you don't. No one has. No one's good at golf. Huh. You know, I always describe to golf when people don't know don't play it. It's like it's kind of like scrub hockey, and a way it's like as long as you can play the pace, everybody is welcome to play golf, and no one is chirping you. And it's like you know, you can play. There's always going to be somebody that you was a pro or is dangling around everyone else, but no one gives a shit. It's the same as golf. You might be playing. With a scratch golfer, no one's counting score. You're just having fun, right? So everyone's on the same plane. As you know. long as like, I mean, as long as you're keeping it in play, you know. And I'm, <laughs> I'm a little better than that. But it's like if you're, you know,
1: even if you're not keeping I it know. in play, as long as you're not looking in the woods for too long. That's like,
2: what I mean. Like it's pretty much that. Yeah. I mean, and so uh, it's a great sport. You know, it's cool. Oh,
1: it's it's a it's a lifestyle. It's it's more than a sport to me. It was it was this past summer. It was everything to me. Ask yeah. this guy, just. As soon as I was done a podcast, I was putting, I was just, all I cared about. It probably will be this summer too. Golf, call golf, golf.
2: Yeah. Where were you playing mostly? Uh,
1: buh, 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 Granite Springs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Bugs love... are
1: bad. Court's not the best, but they're not court. Course isn't the best, but it's
2: close to the city.
1: It's a little, it's inexpensive.
2: They're talking about like Granite Springs out in. Peggy's Cove, Like Brooks, Brookside, a little pass yeah, out yeah. there, but it, it's a great little course.
1: Not little, yeah. it's a big course. But it's granite. There's rock under it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, you're, you're, hit, right. you're hitting it into the fairway, and you might get a bounce into the woods. You know.
2: Did you, uh, did you play after we did our uh, mic up thing for with Steve Lund, Dixon, and At Quake. Osprey? Yeah, Osprey, which was awesome. Do you play with Quake since then? Quake Matthews. Oh
1: God, yeah, we played uh, like at least once a week.
2: He's a good golfer, eh? Very good. Where,
1: where,
2: where the hell did that come? Well, from? he played when he was younger. Like, One... he, pl-
1: he played with his old man when he was a kid. Gave it up. Yeah Then now he's back into it And those like Fundamentals came back to him And he yeah. still has Yeah
2: good Yeah I mean he's Hitting the ball really good It's actually <sighs> impressive
1: He's another one of those players Who just like He only hits like Four clubs Yeah Like he's really good With his hybrid From the fairway Gets it on the green somehow Yeah And then he'll somehow Like two maybe three putt He's just one of those guys That can just get it there
2: Yeah well, it's kind of me too. I mean, you yeah, play what you know. <laughs> yeah. I, remember,
1: I remember I loved what you said. You were talking to Lund in the video. You're like, you guys were just sitting there kind of by yourselves in the far. You go, you go uh, you're go. you talking to Lund. You go, you know, I just play golf just to hang out with the buddies, have some beer. And then Lund looks at you. There's like an awkward pause. He goes, yeah, me too. And then that was it. I was like, <laughs> I was like that was one of the best clips in the video. He's such a beauty. And then there was a really cool clip when you guys were way far but somehow the mic picked it up. I think he had the mic on, but you guys were talking cuz my uh, cuz Steve uh, he started his own band and you guys were talking about music. Yeah. And you guys sounded like you were talking a completely different language. Steve was like, "You know, when I get the the, the bass and I get the drums and it's going bing bop bing bop bing bing, bing, bing bing
2: and you're going, "Oh, I know exactly what you mean," but it's not like that. It's more like but bing bing, bing bing I couldn't even tell if he was like telling me the truth or not. I didn't no. even know if like he was playing, you actually played the drums. I couldn't tell if he was bullshitting me or not, but I don't think he is. He does play a little, he does play the drums, you know, with, I think a yeah. brother-in-law maybe he's in a band called Hot Mundy. That, that's a cool name. It is a cool name, Hot isn't Mundy. it? Hot Mundy. Mundy, M-U-N-D-Y.
1: Hot Mundy, I like that. Yeah. I don't know what it means, but me I neither. love it. But I don't know me what Led either. Zeppelin means either, and that's a great band. You well, know? that's
2: the thing with like, with band names, right? They have to like, they have to sound really cool, but they, you know, I feel like they shouldn't, like what the fuck does that mean?
1: Well, it's like a lot of things in life. Like Apple, what the fuck is that? But that's one of the best, biggest companies in the world. That's true. You know, like a lot, I feel a lot of these companies out there, the weirdest names. What
2: What does high button mean?
1: Well, same thing. it Doesn't mean anything. It's a it's a Seinfeld reference. It's so like the first and last scene ever of Seinfeld. The first scene, George and Jerry are sitting in a coffee shop. Yeah. Jerry looks at George and goes, "You're the your second button. It's way too high. Like you live at your mom's house. Like what are you doing?" <laughs> and and I remember sitting there just being like, "Why?" Like I remember trying to think of the company. Like what do I call it? What do I call it? and Seinfeld's my favorite show and I was like high button there's something to that high button
2: I like it it's a That's little different I mean. it doesn't it is different but it rings it's, yeah. it sounds good when you say it it's kind of our sense of humor yeah. like Seinfeld you know it's and you don't second guess it you just like this is what it's called and it's like no one's like what the fuck does that mean it's like it just it, it sounds it makes sense i don't know why
1: and people don't like there's a million different names for when people come up to me and they go oh you're the high button guy or you're high button sports oh, mm-hmm. oh high button how are you it's like, like, people don't even know the name of the company. It's just the High Button. High Button Sports. High Button high Sports.
2: Button. You're listening to High Button, button sports. sports.
1: But yeah, same thing. Didn't really mean anything.
2: Yeah, it's cool though. I like it. When am I going to get one of those hats? When you leave here. we got yes. one waiting for you.
1: That's a nice hat you got on there.
2: Yeah, this Heart- is one. This is a Harley Vintage Harley.
1: You got a... You have a good hat collection. Like every yeah. time I look at your music videos or just even your social media, you're always wearing like cool different yeah. hats.
2: The company sent me a bunch of these hats in the U.S., old school hats, and they the, it's all vintage hats. So they sent me this one, an old Elvis one, a Mack truck hat, uh, which is cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> you know who else is big into hats? Uh, Afy from Bahamas. Oh, yeah. He, he's
1: a big hat collector guy as well.
2: He's a beauty. Do you have him on this show? Yeah. Oh, my God. One of the it's- best. I don't know him. Like I'm like, fuck no. I mean, I want to. I've been sliding into his DMs literally since I heard he was moving here. (laughs) Dude, I'm not getting anything back. But he's like, he's like got a lot of followers, and he's got a lot of. uh, I'm not taking it personal at all. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's a, yeah, but but
2: I'm a huge fan. Like especially his comedy, like his like socials, yeah, like what him just working out, like it's really bizarre. Yeah, like I can't like I, I like his his sense of humor is bizarre. Like I really like it. You know, but how was that podcast? Well, you know, when was- he came on the podcast, I, I went to one of his shows
1: three years ago at the Jazz Fest. Yeah. And uh, we were sitting here. He was sitting exactly where you were. And I was talking about the Jazz Fest. And I was like, look, man, like, I love you. You're a great performer, everything. Like, the songs were wicked. But yeah. I said to him, what impressed me almost... The most about you was your banter in between songs and how you were able to transition from song to song, talk to the crowd. Yeah. It impressed me so much. He goes, hey, I'm looking at a couple people out there from Exit 7 going all the way out to East Hands. How you doing? And -hmm. just randomly being able to, like, connect with the audience, even though there's, you know,
2: thousands of people out there. That would really impress me. Yeah, that's a huge part of the live show. And it's, like, and, like, um, is your banter. Yeah, banter. Is, is you know, you hear so many stories of people that go to shows, especially like, a big, like old famous shows, like someone will go to a Billy Joel show and be like, he never said one word, the whole song, you know, and it's like guys get a little crusty as they get older, I'm sure, but some, some people's banter sells the whole show, they don't give a shit about the music, which is not like, this has nothing to do with the music being bad, it's people take, away different things from shows and it could be stage presence it could be the band it could be the music but like banter is a huge thing like going to a rose cousins show who's an artist songwriter around here who's like very well known across north america she's amazing and she is the or donovan woods like another buddy of mine like he's um from toronto but he's another really well-known guy um they write the saddest songs ever they're like songs you you break up with someone and you just listen to those songs and you just cry and those songs are they're so sad but their banter is so funny yeah it 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 just meets in the middle like their banter is like you're crying in stitches because of how funny it is because it's self-deprecating and it's awesome and it's quick and it's like you say the fun you have people in stitches laughing so a thousand people in a room and then you play and it's like anyways here's a song about my um dead dog <laughs> and it's like it's, you know yeah. it, there's it's very impressive to be able to you know i'm lucky that i feel like i have the gift of gav in shows you need and, to have it and to be quick and sometimes you know you feel you're more on than not and that's like that's when it comes down to like drinking and playing shows for me that is what really stops me from getting too drunk is realizing that i have a microphone in front of me and if i'm if i'm a little tipsy you never know what you're gonna say or you just you know you're not as smart you're mm-hmm. not as on you're not as sharp mm-hmm. as much as you think people are you know having a couple of beers when you're playing everyone everyone always asks me like you know are you token up a little bit before you're playing or you're like how many are you drunk you know yeah. like are you <laughs> everyone, drunk <laughs> <laughs> everyone assumes that right because they're like but it's like you know i have a limit and it's like usually three drinks yeah. Three doubles. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There's nothing wrong yeah. with that, man. I definitely don't like smoking weed and playing shows or writing or anything to do with that music. Like, yeah. It makes you stupid. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it's I, I love how you say it's definitely a big part of an artist's uh, performance of being able to have the gift of gab. Yeah. It's, yeah.
2: I, I 100% agree. It,
1: it, it, you can relate as much as you can to a song, but to relate to the actual person in between songs, I think that that don't like I, I've been a fan of the Bahamas for a, a while. Yeah. But which made me kind of a diehard fan was just, like yeah, meeting yeah, him in person yeah. and, and that show and the Gift of Gab in between. I was like, oh, I can relate to this guy. He knows where Exit 7 is. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was exactly. like that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah,
2: and I think like a lot of times with songwriters, it's like the idea of like the story behind the song makes people really listen and enjoy the song a little bit when you hear a little bit of the background on yeah. um, like, here's what this song is about. And it's like and it just kind of brings you in a little bit that's why like songwriter circles are really cool that's like such the Nashville kind of way all these like the songwriters rounds where it's like this you know they talk about how this song was written why it was written um you know like a a lot of times like I write from the song title first right that's how I learned how to write mostly so the title. Does this sound weird? Oh, yeah. That you is know? weird. That's... Yeah, so... so. what's the name of, like, the, the, let's say, like, the, the name of the song is Dream. Well, that's, that's, like, Dream, that's easy. Like, there's, the idea is, like, so I learned, like, so I have my phone is full of, like, a thousand titles, like, maybe 2,000 now. And they're not titles. They're, like, hot words or sayings. So like, I'll listen to, like, my my hockey buddies or my guys from Cape Breton who are, there's money in listening to conversations around people in small towns because of just the way the way people say things, it's like the, you know, um, my song, no pressure, no diamonds. That was like the, that was the Snoop Dogg, uh, classified song that got like cut years ago in 2016. That, that was based off of, I was getting my hair cut from a barber and he had no pressure, no diamonds tattooed on the back of his legs. And I just wrote that down and I was like, that sounds cool. And then I just brought it up in a session two years later and I wrote it like that. So that's
1: very similar to a comedian's process. Yeah. Of
2: of listening to conversation
1: and yeah. forming
2: it into something else. Yeah, you're and... forming it into like yeah, and it's um like the idea is to like make sure like you, it's not just the title but the story around it and you make sure like you you have to find like an interesting angle on what that title means. Um I'm trying to think of like a an example. Um it can't just be like, oh this song's called Dreams because that sounds cool. It's like, what does that really mean? What's the, what's the kind of smart... Like, uh, Morgan Wallen is like an artist. Like, he has a song called um, Drinking Glasses, right? Or I'm going to need some whiskey glasses, right? And it's like, it's called Whiskey Glasses. But the, the idea is, when you read that, the title is clickbait. Song titles are fucking clickbait. They're like, what does that mean, whiskey glasses? But the course is like, I'm going to need some whiskey glasses. Cause I don't want to see the truth. So it's like the idea is good. you know what I mean? So it's like, he's not talking about physical whiskey glasses. He's talking about drunk glasses. He's talking about like, you know what yeah. I mean? It's really kind of like, there's the spin on it. And, um, that is what country music is all about. It's like, it's like fun in the back door to a song title. I like that. Yeah. The back door. You know what I'm saying? The like, back door. Yeah. So it's, it's really cool. It's like, cause it's, it has to be smart. That's what song, that's what country music is is really, like, smart lyrics, and but dumb lyrics. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, there's a... (laughs) The dumb, like, it's really way harder to write a a dumb country song than an artsy song about, like, the moon is, like, (laughs) your eyes, and the stars are whatever. Like, that's really easy to put a bunch of furniture in the room for, like, an artsy song like that, because you can just say whatever the fuck you want and call it music. And some people might love it, but country music has to be, like, Everybody should be able to listen to it. There should be no, it should be clever, but it should be just easy. It should be like reading a kid's book, but that shit is really hard to write because it's like, it's so easy it's it sounds crazy. It does sound weird. It sounds weird, but it's like, and everyone listens to like stupid country music. They're like I could fucking write that, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But it's like it's hard because it's. So it, but it's so. <laughs> but it's so. It sounds so simple. It's so simple, but it's just like Hank Williams and I
1: OD'd in Denver, and now I can't remember her name. Yeah. I mean, that probably happened yeah like
2: i made the first show but i did not make the second because i don't yeah, know it just, it's 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 yeah i mean who knows he probably did od in denver like those guys were crazy the back doctor
1: then. said i have to stop doing this cocaine <laughs> <laughs> like yeah it's yeah yeah it's a it's a weird unique talent you have man i said that to Thank steven you. yesterday the lot i was like you know how many professional actors are in this world less yeah. than half a million like
2: Definitely. Definitely way less. And less than the in in the ones that are working too. It's like making a living. Yeah, making a living. Same with songwriters. Yeah. How many
1: like you know, six billion people on this earth? And you're yeah,
2: you're the guy that's
1: able to actually muster up a song and sell it. Yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's a weird
2: I it's I don't know. It's I, I think it's like I think it, jobs like that and jobs like what I do and what you guys do and what like you know n- special kind of niche things th- I think the idea is to make sure you have multiple revenue streams it's not just one thing and I think that's like how
1: you got the show that's you got like the that writing. with
2: everything in my opinion like you know there's a lot of broke lawyers out there and there's a lot <laughs> of broke like doctors that are just want to work clinics and there's like you know what I mean there's not it's not always the guy that switched the So term, cookie. Yeah, it's not, it's not so cookie cutter, right? And I think like finding smart ways to make money and revenue streams and it's like, and I don't even know. It's it's different. It's hard to explain.
1: Very but, fortunate though. I wake up uh, every day uh, and I go, it's, it's Monday morning. I don't have to answer to anybody. I get to go down and talk to a cool human being who I know yeah. has, you know, similar aspirations in the artistic yeah. world. I'm very, very, very fortunate f- for this job But I think that's kind of why I succeed at it is because I don't take it for granted and I'm very fortunate to do it. And I know that every day, Yeah. you know, I'm not, you know, there's just, there's something out there that allows me to do this. I don't know what it is, but I'm just very fortunate that, that I can do it. And I think that's part of my secret to success.
2: Yeah. I think it's, I agree with you, the same deal. Like we were very lucky and I mean, I worked a lot of shitty jobs and realized really quick that what I didn't want to do and I realized I can't, it's hard I. I found it hard to work for somebody else, and I just couldn't. I don't even know why. I was just, like, was always resistant against any boss. So um, that made me want to, like, push to do what I do now more than ever. Yeah, 100%. So, but, you know, yeah, it's weird. What are you doing Lucky. the rest of the day? Uh, I have a meetings this afternoon. I'm just gonna just going to hang out. You know, there's not much going on. This week, honestly, there just isn't. I'm not I mean, going home to write a fucking yeah. song. I wish like you her, said like I, I got to flight to Nashville. No, I don't. I wish I did. I have I meetings this afternoon. It's, what is it? Tuesday? Yeah, there's not much going know. on here. But um, <laughs> what is it, they're Tuesday? just like, is it Tuesday? Is it Monday? No, it's Tuesday. <laughs> you know, but uh, <laughs> fuck. Um, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, there's just not much going on. This is a slow season for everyone always and it always was for musicians especially january i mean there's just nothing going on so it's a good time to like start writing i'm going in the studio in a couple of weeks here to cut a couple of tracks and um a couple of demos the songs that i've written that i don't have uh, yeah. laid down but uh that's about it i mean i'm gonna go to nashville in a couple of months and start my record nice and uh which is really exciting that's awesome yeah I'm fucking stoked. Like, it's been a long time coming. What
1: do you just, you just must, you, it sounds like you just love the energy in Nashville. Like, that's uh, why you love the, the,
2: the... Yeah, I mean, I love it. I love anywhere, really. But yeah, I do. I mean, that's the only place in the world where I'm surrounded around everyone is in my industry. Yeah. I don't, I'm not around anybody here that's like that. Yeah. At all. So it's like, you know, there's 25,000 songwriters in Nashville. That's the industry. There's no other place in the world where music is that that industry in a town that's like, like hockey here. it's like hollywood it's like going you know it's like going to la and it's actors yeah. you know what i mean but i mean the thing is with with nashville and all the writers in it there's there's a lot of bad writers there's a lot of bad same as like everyone from every small town in the u.s from you know idaho or something <laughs> and you're a great singer everyone's like you gotta get on the bus and go to nashville it's the same as like any hot hot girl from i know (laughs) and they're like you should be an actor you should go to hollywood and they get off the bus and it's like you know and it's all kind of bullshit it's harder than that i mean out of all the there's probably really only a thousand people that are writing all the songs in nashville out of that number
1: but i feel like you're have a skill set to be able to weed those bad writers out oh
2: definitely i'm not around it i mean i mean i'm lucky enough where my connection with with uh like my mentor gordy sampson who i started writing with no relation same last name he he's lived there for, he's from where I'm from in Cape Breton. He has and those camps, right? Yeah, Quake he is. goes yeah, yeah, I went he, to them, like, I went to he, every one of them forever. And that's you, how I met him when I was 20. Quake and, has nothing
1: but amazing things to say about those uh, Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, that's how I met Quake. That's how I met oh, Port Cities. Okay, that's okay. how I made, we were there like, that's okay. how I became friends with all those guys. Okay, but um, he's the one that kind of brokered me into Nashville. Gordy, he wrote like "Jesus Takes the Wheel." He wrote like that's a legacy song. That's a song that's like that's mailbox money for the rest of your life and his daughter's life. And think it's, like Jay
1: Z quoted that lyric in one of his songs, "Jesus Take the Wheel." Yeah, like, everyone, it's it's that's a, a, that's, that's, a that's a
2: cultural reference now. And he like wrote that song about. I mean, that song was written for Carrie Underwood and. I mean, he wrote that song about an accident that his aunt got in on the Big Pond, number four highway coming into Sydney, Cape Breton. Like, because she's, like, she's like, I got in an accident. I was on black ice. I said, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> 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 and That's then I amazing. was like, Yeah, and it's like, and that was just this, you know, it was cool. And that was just a random song that was in his catalog and it got picked up by Carrie Underwood. And he said, you know, um, dozens of number ones and big or cuts ever yeah. since. And, uh, Jesus, so you. he's kind of, I mean, when I started going there, he really, I skipped many years of living in Nashville, um, and working up the ranks because he was vouching for me. So my, all my sessions were always with awesome people, you know, and great people. I was, you know,
1: it's awesome. I'm very lucky. Yeah, it's good. So many good people around here to surround yep. yourself with that want to help. I love it. Story after, story after story after story after yeah. story People helping one another
2: Yeah, well I think that's the community I mean, that's my, you know um, If you ever ask me for anything, I'm I'm there for you Oh, right? well, you're here now, I asked A- A- you to A- come man. here yeah, You know, full- you're here <laughs> I didn't have anything else going <laughs> yeah, on today. Oh, no, that makes <laughs> me feel better <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just joking <laughs> I would still come here. This is a good time, so I appreciate you guys having me and I'll always come back. So You know we love you
1: having know. you. You're always a good storyteller yeah. and we love uh I love getting to know the other side of the entertainment industry yeah. when it comes to music. So I appreciate you coming over.
2: Oh, thanks for having me. That's great. I appreciate it.
1: I wanna to come to Nashville with you. Set something up. I want to go to a hockey game, and then we'll go have beers after. You'll yeah, be in the yeah, studio. I'll yeah. go to the hockey game. We'll meet for beers. Got to go to
2: a uh, uh, Titans game. Like that's like the the the, fo- the stadium yeah. is right in the middle of the city.
1: Are they still in it? Are they out? Titans?
2: No, they're, no, they're, they're, out. Out. they're uh, out. They're out. They're out. But uh, and you get cheap seats or cheap <laughs> tickets for Predators games there too. Oh yeah, they're yeah. good. The Predators. Well, actually, it's not as cheap anymore because they're. They're significantly better. But you and usually, aren't they right next to the bar, too? Like that? Right? Oh, it's right. Like, it's literally like you, it's Bridgestone Arena is right off Broadway. Yeah. It's you tailgate at the bars and you can walk right up to. That there's a good arena. story
1: because the Pittsburgh Penguins won the cup in Nashville two, like three, four years ago. The last time Pittsburgh won the cup, it was in Nashville. And there's some good stories about how, like, they partied in Nashville that night when they won the cup. Oh, yeah. That would have been
2: fun. It's a cool city, man. It's a lot of, like, I mean, I don't necessarily love downtown uh just because it's like it's so lit it's like vegas but country music that sounds fun though i know it sounds what's fun what's bad about that well it's just like a lot of like it's just it's just a lot you it's know? a lot I'm, yeah. I'm getting old i feel like yeah you know you ever been to new orleans i wish i heard new orleans is like the, the, the yeah, french quarter there i would love to go there yeah
1: Food's good too but re- like apparently Some of the best restaurants In America are in New Orleans Oh yeah
2: I, I would love to go see that As just a cultural experience yeah. Like I'd like to go to Memphis I'd like to go see You know Is Beale Street Is that Memphis Or is that New Orleans No idea I don't know Anyways we'll Lots see. of places I want to get down to Yeah And it's funny how now It's like I'm in a business Where I'm actually
1: able to travel Like in a finance, financial position To like move Yeah And I can't It's very You know Yeah. yeah we were yeah. supposed to go to Vancouver We were supposed to go to Vancouver Three days ago to interview guys in the the nhl the players were on board with it okay good to go but the nhl media teams said no you can't meet them in person you have uh, to do a resume yeah, so yeah. it's like trip canceled can't it
2: just yeah, so many things uh, where we're able to move but just can't did um this is a weird question but did you over the last couple of years did you catch covid no not at all to be fair i didn't
1: really test a lot yeah okay but uh <laughs> good to know yeah so it's i don't know i don't know but i, I felt fine I,
2: yeah yeah well i'm just i'm only asking now because it's crazy uh i mean this new variant like we spent you know a year and a half avoiding covid and then all of a sudden everybody i knew had it, had it in the last two and a half months from this variant like i mean i caught it like i spent so much time avoiding this shit my partner is a nurse she was in the COVID unit forever and we did all this stuff and then it was i drove her friend home from work randomly i picked picked up mercy and uh her friend just had had in my back seat for five minutes had COVID, and uh ram didn't know you know and i got it like that and it was like and i felt it for one day my partner had it and she never felt it all no no uh there was Terrible. no symptoms at all. I was kind of relieved that I got it over with. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, for, yeah. Some, for some reason in my brain, I feel like now I'm immune to it and I'm indestructible. But I know that's not the truth. Yeah. But, I, but I'm definitely like. As long as it makes you happier. You know, <laughs> it it's like... well, I don't necessarily think it makes me happier. But <laughs> you, it's. You like, beat it. You beat yeah, it. I beat it. But, uh, <laughs> You're yeah. Hulk. yeah. I feel that's how I feel right now. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, it's, you know, it's a weird time. I don't know when it's going to. Not be around But I think we gotta figure it out Just to get back to normal Like I miss going to A, a packed bar Like oh, I miss going to like Seeing strangers And like You know what I mean Like anything like that It's like That's uh, You know I We'll be back we're, yeah. we're gonna be back We're oh, gonna yeah. be bigger We'll be stronger Yeah I'm so I feel bad for like The kids in their like First year universe I, I was
1: saying that to when, My barber the uh, other day yeah.
2: yeah When uh You know that I was thinking about that Like you know people missing like huge you know like when you're 19 and 20 and 21 and you're like people are paying for university and they're not getting any of the fun they're not, you know
1: i remember being 18 waiting to turn 19 to go to the bars and just have a
2: just yeah let loose and yeah. you can't do that now oh, oh. You know, it would suck i wouldn't go I'd, you know, I'd just be like you know i'd you know, wait for the actual experience. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of like if they just postponed university altogether in Canada, and then it's a bunch of kind of mature students. I know partying. I like, know, <laughs>
1: like,
2: like the yeah the you uni- know. Like, like remember you 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 must have been able to experience the palace. Uh, I actually missed the palace because I, I moved to Halifax in two thousand fourteen. Oh, okay, right you when the palace it. was closing. And I missed a lot of that stuff. You know, I was at St. The and Did you get the pogue? I loved the pogue you and didn't... the frigates down in the yeah. basement. Yeah. So okay. I had a buddy that was a bouncer at the pogue. I bet he had some uh, stories. Oh yeah. And uh, I liked that too. I don't know what happened to that. I mean people kept sneaking,
1: well, security wasn't the best there. That's no, <laughs> our friend. But they were, people, yeah. Well
2: drinks were really cheap. You can get a
1: pitcher of beer for like five yeah. bucks. Yeah. And, you know. Anyone Here,
2: could get in. That's why I remember going there when I was a kid. Like, not kid, any, but 19,
1: And you could sneak 19. liquor in. You could get it. Like, they would always pack it. Yeah. And it was only packed one day of the night, one day of the week, Thursday. Yeah. It was wing night, and then as soon as the wings night was done, they'd clear the tables and chairs out. Then everyone would pack in for the drinks because yeah, yeah. it was a special on pitchers. And that Thursday was just – it would be yeah. Thursday Pogue, Friday, like, Cheers, Palace, Don whatever, and then Saturday would be – Sorry, Saturday would be the palace. Friday would be the dome. Yeah, those were the times. Yeah. Just, were they, though? What the fuck? Yes. 100%. <laughs> joking. They were, man.
2: I've never experienced, like, I've never been to the dome, which is, I walked in there once by accident when I was in Cheers. What do you mean by accident? Oh, because <laughs> like, it's connected. It was yeah. connected. I just turned around and was like, what the Oh, so about. many, so many. But I was just like I moved to Halifax when I was a little older, so I missed like the yeah. you know the cl- like the, I've never been to Boomers, which is random. I just feel like I was like in my later twenties when I started to kind of hang around Halifax, so I never got to experience like I wasn't going to like a club yeah. and hanging out there, which just wasn't my vibe. When I was I'm not I'm not like I'm not like <laughs> chirping them or anything. I was just like Man. felt like I was too old to experience. If I was like 19 to 26, I would have loved it. Great time, obviously. You know, but now you're performing, but now you're performing for everyone. So no, you're setting yeah. the times, yeah.
1: Yeah. you know, you're making the times. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are. All right, man, I got to let you yeah, go. Uh, Dave, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. You're the man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I
2: appreciate it.
1: Uh, I, we, I hope to see you back out there soon. And I'm, uh, I'm hammered listening to you play, <laughs> perform, having a great time. I hope that day comes very soon. Looking forward to that. Awesome. Thank you very much, uh, everyone for listening. Uh, you know work hard have fun it's tuesday so this episode's coming out tomorrow wednesday hump day have fun work hard we are out dave thank you jeff everyone stay healthy have fun we're out Peace.
0: we started the tour out in denver colorado i made the first one but i did not make the second show I met this girl there that brought about quite a big change But I OD'd in Denver and I just can't remember her name I guess you could say that my love life was not up to par Too many nights alone had left some permanent scar told me she'd love me and I told her that I'd do the same Then I OD'd in Denver and I just can't remember her name I brought it on myself and I guess that I shouldn't complain Doc says, son, you can't do any more of that cocaine couldn't remember her name Now I turn to other things Trying to make my daydreams real But they don't take the place Of a woman's face and her feels She treated me nice And I'd like to find her again but I od Denver and I just can't remember her name Yeah, I brought it on myself and I guess that I shouldn't complain Be damned if I'll ever do any more of that cocaine Can't remember her name Kinda overdid it in Denver And I just can't remember her name